really excited with the group that's in front of us uh, for Giovanni. It's the most essential uh, ingredient to the show because uh, we have different opinions about dramatically how it goes, musically how it goes, uh, aesthetically how it goes. But if the cast is right, you're starting with the right ingredients. It's like great Italian cooking. If you have the right ingredients, you almost can't mess it up, you know. And we're lucky to have a wonderful cast, uh, starting with the title role, uh, Daniel Okulich. He's the Giovanni. Um, he's done Giovanni many times. So what he brings to it is this experience, this complexity, this depth of understanding, uh, which resonates with everything he does, from the recits to the two little arias to the ensembles. Nicole Cabell, in my opinion, is one of the great Elviras uh, of our uh, generation. Um, she does things every day that I'm just in awe of. Dona Anna is an incredibly difficult role to sing. Uh, act one aria requires something drastically different than act two aria, and it's difficult to find a singer who can do both arias well, and she does. Matthew Burns is the leporello, um, and he brings both a seriousness to uh, the role that is often not there, uh, as well as comedic relief when we desperately need it. We have a wonderful young artist, Avery, and it's great to see somebody who it's their first time with the role or them sort of learning and experiencing what it's like to take on a role like Zerlina and to see her blossom in it, as well as a wonderful um, uh, Atlanta native, Alan Michael Jones. And uh, he has uh, done a wonderful job as Mazzetto. We have Commendatore. It's not the largest role in, in, in the show, but it is so important that it's wonderful. And we have the booming voice of Richard Lugo in that role. Christopher Allen conducts Mozart's Don Giovanni with the Michigan Opera Theater. You were talking about the, the serious and the comedic elements, which Mozart, you know, for one of the first times uh, combines in a perfect way. What are you discovering after doing this again for the first time, this time around? You know, what are you hearing new? Well, this I, time? you know, I, every time I do a Giovanni, and I've, I've done a few at this point, uh, every time I do it, it's like peeling a different layer uh, of that onion. The brilliance of Giovanni is its enigmatic qualities, uh, both musically and dramatically. Is it a dramatic work? Is it a comedy? 
do we, uh, how uh, the moments of brevity, how much of buffo do we play? How, who is Giovanni? Uh, is he a person? Is he a figment of somebody's imagination? Is he simply a mirror of the different characters that are relating to him? What I have found in particular, every time I come to Giovanni, the cast brings so much to the table that changes my perspective. So hearing Daniel Okulich do uh, Giovanni changes my perspective how the pacing of the role should go in a way that I never really thought of before. What I appreciate is that every time I do it, it's a different piece. And what each of the artists brings to it changes my perspective. I still have aesthetically uh, strong opinions how the music should go, phrasing, pacing. But then within that larger aesthetic, there's a lot of room for interpretation. And what I found is the more I come to Giovanni, uh, back to it, it's a friend that I know very well, but it's a more complex friend that I didn't know was there before. share a time or two uh, without uh, too many spoiler alerts that change your view in some yeah. way? Um, well, uh, for example, um, Daniel Okulich, during the first scene where uh, he's having an altercation with Donna Anna, the commendatore comes out to stop what's going on. And I've always seen a commendatore say va and get very aggressive right away. Daniel Okulich kind of uh, let it co come off his tongue like you're an annoyance commendatore get out of the way get out of the way yeah. and then the commendatore wants to fight the don yeah Bad and then decision. he he keeps getting more worked up sorry old man get away i don't i don't have time for you it's not going to end well and the way he built the pacing of that when he goes yes prepare to die and then giovanni kills commendatore i never saw that scene and the progression and the pacing of that scene quite so much because normally the Don Giovanni is uh, very aggressive from the beginning. So that's a perfect example that I always sort of had my interpretation uh, musically and dramatically how the scene goes, but he shed uh, a different light on uh, the pacing. So he plays it like uh, he's got plenty in reserve. He doesn't really have yeah, to spend as much. Yeah, he's not threatened much. by anybody. He doesn't need to show off. He doesn't need to, he, he's the Don. Fascinating. So. Um, I'm assuming that you're going to do uh, recitative from the keyboard, as is usually the case. And you've talked in the past about playing that role as kind of a dramaturg yeah, in the you pit. Know, Can you talk about that and explain what, what that job is to people, first of all? You know, these days, uh, many people don't play recits and conduct. There are a lot of uh, challenges with that. Mm -hmm. uh, the mental fortitude it takes for a three-hour night uh, to be conducting and immediately go into the recitatives, which, uh, uh, for those of you who are new to opera, it's the spoken part, the dramatic point, the dialogue of the opera. 
even though it's quote unquote spoken, it's still accompanied by a harpsichord. Um, so there's a mental fortitude to get through uh, the entire show. What I appreciate playing is that after I conduct uh, the overture, the opening scene, I stay dramatically involved in the scene that I'm helping to accompany on stage. What this does, it keeps me dramatically engaged. So the next time I conduct, it's informed by the drama that just happened. Before I started to play recits, I found myself, you know, throughout the night, a course of three hours, you, you pay attention, you watch what's happening on stage, but you, you do let, let down, you, you relax a bit. And then when you have to start conducting the orchestra, it's like starting kind of from scratch and you kind of get into it a couple measures. I find that the more I'm involved dramatically during the recits in which I'm playing, the more my conducting reflects the drama in the scene. That's got to just take so much more out of you by the end oh, of the you night. Know, it feels, I, can't, I, can't I, just, imagine. I was just, uh, I just conducted Marriage of Figaro uh, at Opera Theater St. Louis. And uh, th- that's a show that's about a little over three hours. And by the time I'm done playing and conducting a Marriage of Figaro, I, you feel like you ran a marathon. <laughs> what other Mozart uh, repertoire have you conducted beyond opera? And what are some of your favorites? You know, uh, I last year in Los Angeles, I conducted the Jupiter Symphony. Um, I've played a lot of the um, piano concerti, the sonatas. I have found that in order to do Mozart opera well, you can't do it in a box. You, you need to understand all of his output before and after and when the operatic uh, uh, piece came in between those works. Mozart is a language that he developed. Uh, he, he was very young when he passed away, but you can see the development of his musical style and aesthetic. And knowing these things helps me to understand how to best phrase the Mozart uh, operatic repertoire better. Interestingly enough, I I found myself in Los Angeles when I was conducting uh, the Jupiter Symphony that I can't conduct a symphony the same way now that I've done a lot of the operatic repertoire. I can't hear a phrase that's not sung. So I I remember saying many times to the orchestra in Los Angeles and subsequently uh, to the wonderful orchestra at Michigan Opera Theater, this line needs to be sung. It needs to be sung. It can't be played so square. Where are we going? What, What note are we going to in the phrase? And if you get if you get used to hearing Mozart this way, it's perfect. Mozart's so difficult to execute well because what seems to be so simple is so complex. In order to do it uh, well, 
there is so much thought and care in every single phrase. And every single phrase adds up to the perfect pacing and a perfect opera for act one and uh, if done well, act two. And by the end of it, you know, you just witnessed one of the greatest pieces of art uh, in the 1700s. 1787 was its premiere. Uh, it's, it's, it's a magical, it's, it's a magical night uh, when done well.